When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of Aquarius from a slightly different perspective. Now, as you know by now, I'm pretty much obsessed with the whole cultural aspect of aquarium keeping. I'm fascinated by what makes us do what we do, what makes us cling to other beliefs that we have, create and or follow techniques and embrace the styles and trends that we do. Has me studying the work, the ideas, and the aquarium cultural trends that permeate our existence on like a nonstop basis. And of course, I have plenty of fellow hobbyists ask me why I'm so taken with this world of brown water, earthy patinas, decomposing leaves, seed pods, biofilms, and fungal growth that we love here. Like, what makes an aquarist so enthralled by this stuff, which so much of the fish world seems to revile? Just what is that that's so alluring to me? Maybe you've asked yourself this question before. It's a few things, really, yet in the end, it boils down to one thing, an appreciation for nature as it is. It's really a desire to reconnect, I guess, with nature in some way. Yeah, I personally kind of think that we as hobbyists in general tend to overcomplicate things a bit and sort of polish out and edit the true beauty of nature. It's not that we ruin stuff. It's just that many of us seem married to an interpretation of nature that's unyielding and bound up by a lot of rules and guidelines in pursuit of what we call a natural look. And as you might imagine, I'm not fond of rules and aquascaping. And there are many natural looks in the aquarium world. It's not just one type of interpretation. It never was, yet to many hobbyists, there is only one. Ergo... There are no rules in rediscovering the unfiltered art that exists naturally beneath the surface of the water. Repeat that to yourself the next time you're stuck or the next time a fanboy of some school of aquarium technique tells you otherwise. The only rules that exist in our interpretation of nature vis-a-vis aquascaping are those which nature imparts to dictate how materials accumulate, interact with, and decompose with water. My peers in the reefkeeping world will often ask me, why'd you give up this splashy, you know, an exotic reefkeeping world that accompanies the reefs for this organic earth tone influence world of natural freshwater aquascaping like black water? And I find the question amusing because I didn't give up anything. I love both. However, to some of my reefkeeping acquaintances who were sort of set in their ways, seeing me evolve in a different path was perhaps disconcerting, disconcerting, you know, frightening or just plain confusing. And that's okay. I have my own taste as everyone should. And they encompass a variety of things. I poke my head out of the bubble from time to time, and we all should. Aim to be the best version of yourself as a hobbyist and as a human being, of course. And yeah, I do see this sort of kind of resistance to change at various corners of the freshwater world in which we operate now. Like, I wonder why so few hobbyists tend to question many of the rules or guidelines that have been imposed upon our hobby practice for decades. There's a lot of resistance to even considering that these things might be outmoded or even unnecessary. Although it's sad to see hostility to different ways of thinking, I can't help but feel that it's changing just a bit. Slowly, but it's changing. Yet you still see a lot of attitudes out there which make you scratch your head sometimes. I mean, a lot of it is obvious when you hear some of the people who are in a position to influence others giving, well, lame advice. Some of the most revealing aquascaping advice I'd ever seen was, you know, uh, put out socially was also some of the worst. Copy an existing work that you like, exactly. Work with it for a long time and gain confidence with it before moving on to a design of your own. That's just, I mean, awful. I mean, shit, really? Copy someone else's work before thinking for yourself at all? I mean, what the fuck? 
that was awful. I mean, I suppose it could be interpreted as good because we all aspire to create stuff that pleases us. And if you need to copy others' work because you love it, so be it. Nothing wrong with that. Inspiration is one thing. It's what we're all about here. But don't attempt your own work until you've successfully replicated someone else's work first. That's just lousy in my opinion. Now, I realize that for many hobbyists, that might mean recreating an aquascape that we saw online at the local fish store at a fellow hobbyist tank or one of those international competitions. Gaining inspiration from the work of others is great. It gives us a guideline, so to speak, for creating our own version of the word. Artists have been doing this for centuries, drawing inspiration from others, then sort of tweaking it to their own versions. Nothing inherently wrong with this. However, when it starts becoming a paint-by-numbers thing, with everyone trying to create an aquascape that meets someone else's rigid you know, formula for theme, layout, composition, stocking, whatever, it's unhealthy in my opinion. Like this typically gets me lambasted throughout the competitive aquascaping world, but I for one have made it no secret that I'm a bit tired of these aquascapes that contain, you know, sand waterfalls, floating cities, beach scenes, enchanted forests, all this kind of crap. I mean, it seems to me that to place highly in one of these contests, an aquarium has to look something like Lord of the Rings or whatever, some weird fantasy with an underwater twist. Scapes that employ these things are studied, analyzed, and revered as the way to scape. And anything seems to deviate from this is just sort of shrugged off as a nice try, too niche or something, you know, equally dismissive. And yet throughout it, the term nature permeates this entire scene. It's just bizarre. And if you look at this objectively, instead of just sounding like a bitter asshole, I'm actually kind of right. And it need not be this way, though. From the outside, especially to someone like me who comes from the reef aquarium world, which has went through similar copy this exactly, you know, in order to have a successful tank periods, it's all too familiar and all too disappointing. I suppose that is even kind of funny, actually, too. A sort of paint-by-numbers approach to escaping, quantifying and looking at the aquatic world, trying to conform to what we see elsewhere, offering up what others approve of. Perhaps it's not even what we feel in our hearts. That can't be a positive thing for the hobby or the art of aquascaping in general. Look, I have no problem with different styles of aquascaping. If you're into floating forests and stuff, mazel tov, good for you, keep doing them because you love them. Where I have a problem is where we, and I mean we generically and collectively, are resistant to any deviation from what the group feels is the way. And worse, when we're afraid to do what resonates within ourselves because we don't want to piss off the establishment. Now again, let me make myself clear. Just because I advocate using, you know, botanical materials and adopting an interpretation of nature as it really appears in some areas doesn't mean that every other way sucks. Although I'm not the only one who thinks this way, I always hear from at least one or two persons who, after reading a piece like this, will tell me I'm doing the same thing as those I question and that I'm nothing but a hypocrite. No, 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 I'm not. Read that again. All I'm saying is that no one should hijack the art of aquascaping and aquarium keeping and dictate what is the accepted style or practice and what is not. Trust me, I'm well aware that many people find the style and interpretation we advocate here as ugly, dirty, messy, etc. And that's okay. Opinions and tastes vary. Yet I just can't help but wonder why so many aquascapers worldwide seem to be held hostage by this mindset that proffers that you have to do it like everyone else in order for your work to be taken seriously. And how it arose. What was the reason for this attitude? To be cool? To belong? Because we want so badly to be like the great aquascapers who, you know, that will forcibly subscribe to some rigid style to appease the masses? Do you think Takashi Amano would want this? I don't think so. His greatest works were those that embraced the concept of wabi-sabi, in which nature guided them, scapes which evolved over time, scapes in which nature herself dictated the way this occurred and how they look. There are no floating cities, floating forests, underwater waterfalls in nature. So how did all this weird crap become the accepted norm? When did the art replace all of the science? 
where did the you know aquascaping hegemony decide to take this weird turn? Why is it considered better to edit the look of nature? I have no idea. I really don't. Now, I merely suggest that we consider the absurdity of this closed-minded thinking when we choose to precisely replicate the work of others, no matter where they are or you know who they are. And you know what? I'm pretty confident that most of the creators of these beautiful scapes will be flattered that others are inspired by their work, but they'll also be the first to tell you that you should not feel that you have to copy exactly what they do in order for it to be considered great. Don't get me wrong. There's enormous discipline and talent that goes into the creation and maintenance of these fantasy-inspired scapes and stuff. And many are achingly beautiful. They really are. I wish I had one-tenth of the talent of some of these people. That's not the problem. The problem, as I see it, is that many of the high-placing and winning aquascapes that you know, are pushed out to us as what we should aspire to are crushingly formulaic. They're simply trying to one-up or play off the creations of others, uh, the same old stuff, and really not forging any new paths. And this directly influences the larger aquarium-keeping world. It influences our consumer patterns, our thought processes, our ideas, our education, etc., 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 I suppose that to some extent, this is how inspirations and movements work, but that's sort of closed mindset and the shitty attitudes that accompany some of this stuff that concerns me. There's some downright nastiness that runs in some of these circles and it stifles creative thought in my opinion. I hate stuff that stifles creativity or discourages innovation of any kind outside of a given set of rules that others arbitrarily set. I mean, this is supposed to be fun, right? Again, there's nothing wrong at all with the brilliant work that people are doing in these big international aquascaping competitions. I may not like it, but there's nothing wrong with it. And funny, but if it was viewed in the same fashion that we view the concept cars at auto shows, you know, the absurdly futuristically styled ones with glass domes and hologram instrument panels, all that stuff, stuff that might eventually trickle down to production vehicles in terms of style or technology, then I totally get it. It makes sense. But it's not that way. The message that seems to be sent, or at least proffered by a lot of people, is that in order to be taken seriously as an aquascaping artist, you need to do it this way. Why do I find this so problematic? What's the bug up my ass? I don't know, but I guess it's just that, well, it starts looking the same after a while and we continue to force ourselves to view every single one of these derivative works as aspirational, as if our own stuff is just sort of, you know, there, we're just doing our own thing. There are talented aquascapers all over the world who do amazing work with their own sense of style without the influence of others and probably never, you never even see their work. They're simply based on doing what pleases them, what's in their heads or, you know, based on what they see in the natural world. The natural world, blemishes, chaos, and all. Cool. Now, since starting Tannen, we've been blessed to have struck a chord with hobbyists who are looking for a slightly different direction, a direction that looks to nature for its ultimate inspiration. It's fun to see people take botanicals we offer and run with them, so to speak, you know, creating aquascapes and aquariums that speak to their own taste and new palette of materials for a hungry, extremely talented aquascaping crowd eager to try something a bit different. We're honored to offer, you know, something a bit different to play with, there's no right or wrong in expressing aquatic creativity. Only the attitude that accompanies it. Okay, deep breath, Scott. Well, so what's the big takeaway of this op-ed today here? Just be yourself, the best version of you. No matter what anyone says, no matter what everyone else thinks is the way, if you have a better way or just simply a way to enjoy the hobby that you like, execute it. There are lots of ways and none of them is wrong. And you can always turn to nature, unedited nature, as your muse. She's been doing this for eons without our input or advice. She's really good at this. I leave you with his, which, what is probably one of the greatest, most inspiring advertising passages ever written, the famous Apple Think Different passage, an advertising narrative which perhaps speaks to this very school of thought. And it goes like this. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently, 
They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. It's really hard to imagine this said any better than that, isn't it? Don't allow yourself to be beaten down by the prevailing thoughts or convention. Allow yourself to stand in awe of nature and learn from her processes and influences. Above all, be yourself. Stay thoughtful. Stay open-minded. Stay true to yourself. Stay supportive of others. Stay bold. Stay innovative. Again, stay you. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.